just grab them in the brisket. So somebody at work goes, hey, um, so like you know, like people listen to your stuff and like your podcast? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think people listen. Yeah, I mean, people send us stuff and they want us to review it and whatever else. He's like, well, I'll just look it up. I said, okay, yeah, look it up. He's like, well, it looks like you have like, I don't know, 10,000 people or whatever. I don't know what number he's looking at. I was like, Oh my god, are we getting that big? <laughs> Holy shit! We interviewed Weed. Are you serious? <laughs> like, I'm like walking around like some. I'm strutting at this point. He's like, "Oh no, never mind. It was something different." I was like, "No, uh, you said it. It happened. <laughs> it counts. It counts." Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Which, by the way, he went through the whole shop, the swag shop, and everything else. I feel like he's gonna purchase something. Not say anything. Won't say anything to me about it. I'll catch him one day wearing like some how much for one rib shirt or something. Right. Underneath right. his dress shirt, yeah. you'll be able to see it through. Yeah. No, like, nobody puts brisket in the corner shirt. <laughs> right. Like, seriously, I love our shirts. We, we have some good shirts. Like, James is wearing no one puts brisket in the corner. You know, you're wearing the 90 second beer review shirt on the back. What's it say? I forgot. Come on. That's a rookie score. That's a rookie that's score. A rookie that's score. a rookie score. You, the fact you don't know what the back of your shirt says, that's a rookie score. Yeah. So how was everybody's 4th of July weekend? I had a blast cooking on the new smoker. The briskets came out great. Everything came out great. Uh, it turned out great, but you cooked the pit. You fought the pit. I you, fought the pit. You fought the pit. The I new did. pit. Yeah. yeah. But you, you cooked your ass off. And then, you know what? I, I think just, just as important it was to cook what you did, the rest time. Oh, yeah. The rest they time was hours. so important for those briskets. They were so juicy. Like, dude, it was like, you just, this thing's picking like a cup of, each slice had like a crazy amount of just juice inside of it. Yeah. Like, great job. Yeah. Seriously. And everybody yeah. seemed to really like the food. Yeah. That one dude wants to come back and uh, and learn how to cook a brisket with us. That's right. That's I right. I forgot yeah. his name. Ellie's, it's Ellie's friend's dad. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. $500. Yeah. Classes, <laughs> classes start yeah. next week. Uh, enrollment right. starts right now. So, I mean, that's basically uh, the reaction you want. Uh, Fees, right. please. Yeah, exactly. John, pl- please post some more pictures like on our site or whatever else about your brisket crop. Those things look oh, yeah. I got uh, a bunch. amazing. I got a bunch of pictures coming. Oh, my God. They were so just, it was so good. Yeah, was I was good. in uh, Austin for a wedding the whole time, so I didn't get to experience all this. So what did you, what did no. you guys make? Uh, brisket. Did. What didn't we yeah, make? Yeah, we did we brisket. Did well, yeah. well, so we grilled Friday. We smoked mm-hmm. Friday. And then oh, I, you guys I sent, all day Friday. Yeah, all day Friday we cooked. I sent John a picture because John just going to pick his pit up. He can't cook on a pit; he's going to pick up. Right. So he was all jealous, like, "Oh, dang it, man! I really want to cook this." So we did brisket, uh, chicken, ribs on Friday, and then John basically shows up on Saturday and does brisket, ribs, chicken. Yeah, we did two briskets, then, couple yeah. racks of ribs, about four whole chickens, poppers, hot dogs, burgers, freaking everything. everything. I was like, "What else could we put on here? Sausage? Yep. Yeah. We did all kinds of stuff." And, Dude, you, you, and you only used about maybe half. Not even half. <laughs> that we had a quarter of your capacity. Yeah, of we, one we had it pretty spread out. <laughs> yeah. it, it, so to give you an idea, one one the five hundred gallon smoker, I'm gonna say comfortably twenty five briskets. Probably. That's yeah. huge. That's a lot of meat, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's comfortably. That's like if you meat. want to put really stack them in there, uh, maybe thirty. Yeah. Let's try. So, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Like, it's a cause. Like Jan said earlier, John, I say John, we, we all were there, fought the pit, but the pit did not want. 
No. We won. We won. I the fought pit the pit. Did not won. <laughs> I fought the pit. Food was badass. But the fit did the pit did fit, not fit your what? I've been drinking. <laughs> I fought the pit, but the pit did not win. One. Shit. I can't do it. I feel like Close that's just what I said. I fought the law. Yeah. yeah, I got it. That's good. Uh, how was your weekend in Austin, Matt? Well, that was good. I was going there for a wedding that only 38 people showed up to because of the coronavirus. But well, that's uh, kind of a lot of people. I told my buddy I was willing to risk the 99% survival rate to make it to his wedding. Out of the 38, was the broom and grade? Uh, I think Did yes, I say they, broom and grade? The broom, the broom and grade. Yeah, the broom was there, and so was the grade. Yeah. A groom and bride. They should That was part of the 38 people. Okay, yep. part of the 38 uh, people. So, uh, and the only only barbecue I tried, there's a place, I don't know if you guys have ever been through Austin and seen, uh, I think it's called Southside Market and Barbecue. Yeah. So, there was quite a few of them out there. I've seen we, it on Instagram, I think. Yeah, we stopped in there. Uh, I got to say, as far as like commercial barbecue goes, it was pretty damn good. So, nice. I, I got the, they had a special that day on pork belly. So, I ordered that. Uh, Kayla got the brisket and sausage. It was all pretty dang good as far as commercial barbecue goes. So pretty but, impressed. Sure. Let me ask you a question: What what do you view commercial barbecue as? I'm thinking I'm thinking like Dickies, um, Spring Creek, Rudy's, Rudy's, all that kind of stuff. To me, this okay. Southside, and, and there was like five or six of my face where I saw in Austin. So I, I don't mm. know if it's like a local chain there. Yeah. Those are the joints that have like eight eighths of a cord of wood just sitting out and front of the place yeah right, but yeah. there's no smoker in sight you're like <laughs> right. what are we doing here guys yeah, um no all of our smokers are internal there are also actually uh <laughs> gas ovens uh <laughs> what uh, and they're actually located in chicago and so they cook all the meat and then they ship it across the world it's texas style chicago. we boil it first exactly <laughs> Speaking of, so Matt did ask a question. How did buddies Fourth of July go? We all still have our digits, right? Hold up your hands. Yeah, <laughs> we all got We're our all digits. Good. Everybody's got them hands. Yeah. We're all still good. You know, there's people that don't. Right. Yeah, definitely. There's yeah. like, I'm not gonna say a ton of people don't have their digits right now, but there's there has there's, to be a couple a few people of accidents. People holding on to firecrackers, losing their fingers, which we talked about in the last episode. It's sad. Just get rid of them. Don't hold them. Just throw them. Don't be dumb. Don't even put them in your hands. <laughs> put them on the ground and light them. It's fun yeah. when they pop. Risk it. You got 10 fingers. You can stand yeah. them. There's a couple. Hey. It's no big deal. Yeah. Whatever. So I, I had a Have neighbor fun. in uh, Deer Park. I lived there. And we, we called her the uh, walker lady, right? So she, she walked She walked at all crazy times. So much so that we actually kind of gave her like an honorary badge. I was like, listen, like neighborhood watch thing. Because she walked like at 2 o'clock in the morning, at 4 o'clock in the morning, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like crazy times. She walked like seven or eight times a day. You see her walking. So much so that when she broke her tibia with a walking boot on, she still walked. I'm like, she couldn't stop. She had some nervous tick things. She had to do it, That's right? That's weird. So she's walking down the street one day, and I'm outside, and uh, she's screaming on the phone. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, you okay? You know? And she's like, my son lost another finger. And I was like, what? Another? Another. Exactly. That's the word Hold that on. stood out Hold to on. me. <laughs> hey, this is the third time it's happened. So he's missing three fingers? Three fingers. Same he hand? Cut it off. Oh, he cut it off? By cut himself? it off. He's, he's cut. It was a third finger he, he's missing at this point. I'm like, Same obviously hand? the dude should not be playing with power tools or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> he, he used he to was, call him three-finger Jim. Now we've got to call him two-finger two Jim. Two-finger Jim. <laughs> Damn it. Finger, finger and a thumb. Yeah. <laughs> a pinky uh, finger and a thumb. <laughs> so he, he was an adult, but 
I, young was adult. He? Yeah, yeah, in his tw- <laughs> early 20s, missing three fingers. Wow. Like, yeah. How do you walk into that situation? Like, At some point, you don't want to touch power tools anymore. Right. No, 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 no. You can't even do that anymore. You can't do the Mork and Mindy sign with, well, you guess you could with two fingers, but it just looks weird. I guess maybe yeah. you're young enough and you have the mindset or the thought process that science has advanced so much that I'm just going to have a robot arm here in the next, like, 10 years. So, I mean, it's no big deal. Right, right. Until you die with two fingers at age of eighty. Yeah, that sucks. Mm, that's awesome. So, welcome to the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. I know this is kind of a long intro here. Maybe John will uh, uh, do a DJ screw and like kind of screw this up a little bit, where mm. this mm-hmm. comes in the beginning and then this is the beginning and the end. Slow it down. That sounds good. like a lot of work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Chop so it. Yeah. Can hit play and it's just gonna run out. Thank you for all listening. We, we appreciate the support. Alden, I know this is early. Why don't you go ahead and tell the people where they can get a hold of us at? Guys, you know the drill. Um, we are on all social media platforms. Um, you can reach out to us on Twitter. We are at Grab the Brisket. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram. It is at Grab them in the Brisket. And our website where you can find our swag, man, our merch, all that good shit. Uh, just stories, just if you want to post stuff like that. Um, we'll find you, we'll reach out to you, you know, obviously we can't get to everybody, but if you want to do that, go ahead and go to uh, www.grabamintheBrisket.com and we will respond guys. There it is. There Solid. it is. That's a great one. Like, dude, I feel like Saturday mornings or late Thursday, Thursday nights, nights is your bag, brother. That's, <laughs> That's my go-to. bag. Yeah. Nice. I love it. Okay. So today we're talking about steaks. No, uh, this is not just talking about steaks, James. Not just today. I mean, what else are we talking about? Well, this is our intro into steaks. Yes, this right? is the start right. of our steak series. I, I feel Cereal-ies? like I had something just planned out and everything well, kind of uh, scripted, and they just got like thrown off. That's a problem with scripting, uh, James. Exactly. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. Today yeah. we're talking about steak and an intro into our steakology. We appreciate you guys listening, and let's get to it. Are we calling this the steakology? I want to call this the steak series. Oh, steak-ies. oh yes, series. I think steakology sounds pretty weak. Just to be honest, I mean we already did brisket. I do like steak That's... series. Yes. I do like mm-hmm. that. You like that? I do. We'll so go with the steak series. Perfect. John's coming up with all the the, the dad mad jokes. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm here to I'm here to please. I love it. I love it. So today probably we'll cover a little bit about like the history of steaks, how we got into this, and then obviously some of the different cuts of steak. Maybe some steak fun facts, some steak stories. And we'll, some barbecue won't get wins, into, yeah, barbecue we won't get fails. Yeah, uh, not a lot of we preparation. Got the 90-second beer review coming up. So you probably won't. I mean, we there's so much to learn and so much to talk about that you're not gonna we're not gonna be able to fit this all in a two-hour podcast that we're gonna drop today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Seven-hour <laughs> podcast. It's, it's going. Oh right. yeah. So the. 45 minutes to an hour. We can't get it all in there. So we'll we'll uh, basically go over just the popular cuts of steak and then do a kind of a top 10 steak facts that you might not know. And bring in a little bit of a, a steak history that you guys probably don't know. So fun fact. Before we go into anything oh, else, no, what is your favorite steak? Let's just go into that real quick. 
If you get to pick your steak from any restaurant, or I'm sorry, in any cut that you go to, re- to the, the store with, and you're going to purchase steak, what is yours? There's only one right yeah, answer. Ribeye is the correct answer. Exactly. Ribeye. Yes. Ribeye. Okay. Well, we, we might as well just lead into the, <laughs> the, the, I guess, the popular cuts of steak right here. So what, sure. what, what's your favorite steak, Jan? Of course, it's ribeye. <laughs> ribeye. Yeah. Exactly, ribeye is king. It, it's pretty much, and I think that's pretty much. So why though? everybody? I think it just it's the it's just the balance of flavor and the fat and, content, and fat yeah. and meat. It, it's just just produces a nice like uh, chew mouthfeel. All this, it's just the best. Mm-hmm. It's the so, best. so have you had a porterhouse? I have had yep. a porterhouse. Correct. Right. So the porterhouse is two different cuts of meat, right? Yes, sir. From two different types of. Like I, I think, which we'll get into that later. Whatever else, we're getting into it now. Uh, but but I had I had a guy. I was which was I told him we were doing this right. A buddy of mine, and he was like, "To be honest with you, I don't like the ribeye." I was like, "What is wrong with you?" No he longer friends. He said it's it's a little too fatty for him. It's too fatty. He likes the New York Strip. Oh, See that, that's, that's no. people that are more I guess conscious on that's maybe, what he wants. Maybe watching how much fat intake that they're getting. Yep. Um, they want to eat a little more lean pieces of meat. They'll lean towards a New York strip or a sirloin steak or something like that. You get away. From, even filet mignon mm. is pretty lean, but it's super tender. Yeah, those are the, the same people that get their steak well done. Yes, <laughs> pretty yes. much. And, and there's some people ketchup. like eat dog food too. So you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they say filet mignon like it is super tender, but it lacks like real beef flavor just because it does not have any type of like yeah. fat or marbling or That's any type you of flavor. bacon wrap it. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of, kind of hit on a little bit. Uh, so you got the, the ribeye, the sirloin. Uh, New York what about strip. the New York about, strip, the flam mignon. What about the badass cafeteria steak? The Salisbury steak. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, man. Hey, Come you on. know what? <laughs> I think if you're going to talk about steaks, Salisbury uh, steak has got to be in there, right? It has to be. Mm-hmm. Sal- Salisbury steak, steak. We all it's got it in there. We all got it in the cafeteria. Salisbury right. steak will be in the last five seconds of this steak series. I love that. Yeah, as we're going out. Talk about how to cook it. Place yeah. in microwave. Exactly. Set for five yes. minutes. Uh, cut a hole in the plastic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Perfect. Go ahead, go ahead and go to the grocery store. Pick up that frozen uh, Salisbury <laughs> steak nice. dinner. Pop it in a microwave. <laughs> done. Mm. No right. doubt. So that, and then uh, I'm sure we'll get into wet aged, dry aged steaks. You know, at some point Correct. during our uh, what was it called, Sear- John? Series steak series. series. There it is. Okay. There it is. Nailed it. That's weird. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, feel like we, I feel like a lot of people have attempted this. <laughs> Very few have actually succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got T Bone and Porterhouse. Yep. Those steaks look very similar. Are they the same? You just get bigger cuts of meat, I, or to be honest, if you put both those side by side, can you tell the difference? I would say the one with the T-shaped bone in it was the T-bone. <laughs> but much. that's just me. I don't you know. Porterhouse is the same thing, though. Yeah, a I, T-shaped bone. Porterhouse is a bone right through the middle. Mm-hmm. The only time I really eat T-bone steaks is at IHOP. Yep, me, <laughs> just me too. That's yep. about the T-bone only T-bone steak and eggs. T-bone steak and eggs. Yep. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten a... And it's not bad. Steak at IHOP. You, say you eaten, haven't been poor enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you've never ate a... Correct. You've never got a Sam's Club cart pusher salary and decided to treat yourself to a steak and eggs IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's actually not bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad no. at all. Uh, but I will tell you, there's a huge difference between the porterhouse and the T-bone. What is that huge difference, okay, so Jan? They're virtually identical, and maybe it's a... And again, we didn't get into next episode. I'll, I'll try to go do a little bit more research as far as the, the two different cuts. But I know the porterhouse has the more fillet side, mm. that, that tenderloin fillet side on one side. So you get a fillet on one side. Correct. Of the porterhouse. Correct. I think the other side's part of a strip. Yeah, or it's the New York, yeah, it's the it's, New York it's, strip, it's and then you got the filet on the other side. On Correct. the other side, right? Correct. So you're getting a filet and a strip with a porterhouse, right? Yes. Yeah. With the T-bone, you're not necessarily getting the whole filet in there. You're getting just a little You get a little, little piece. Little of piece. It. Little yeah, taste well, of yeah it. but it's almost like part of a round or something. Right? You're getting part of a, a, a different texture of meat. There's really no fat or anything else. It's not marbled. Um, it's meat. It's, it's very dry. Um piece of meat like you have to really really pay attention to how you cook it because you can't overcook it if you do it's like eating sandpaper or something it's eating like a very hard piece of steak or something mm-hmm. i i don't want to eat that yeah so i was going to ask you guys i had this whole thing scripted out. i was going to prepare it, like you know went into the the intro talking about steaks and then i was going to make some uh stupid joke about not being a steak that you you know put through the heart of a vampire Laugh, joke, joke, laughter here. Correct. So, uh, but I was going to say, hey, what? Totally off the wall, random question. What's your favorite vampire movie? Interview with the Vampire. Okay, solid flip from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, from <laughs> Dust Till Dawn. Love that. Yeah, John's looking around like he's never heard of these movies. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's got Tom Cruise. Uh, Twilight. Hello. <laughs> oh God. Jesus, oh. Get out. <laughs> No, mine is with um, Silver Bullet. Does that? That's, that's, I'm sorry. That's that's, that's werewolf. werewolf. Dang it. That's yeah. werewolf. Jam. If we were Dang doing it. werewolf, it would be Teen Wolf. There would be no discussion. Teen Wolf would be the number one as well. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel like Nest, uh, what was it? Leslie Nielsen did one. It was did a he? spoof. Yeah. A vampire movie? I'm sure he did. Yeah, um, no, I can see it. I just can't think of the name of it. What's right. the one with uh, Once Bitten? Once Bitten would be really good. Jim Carrey's Jim in that Carrey, one. Yeah. yeah. Jim Carrey is in that That would be really yeah, good. Once Bitten's on my list. That's the one yeah. I wrote down with Jim Carrey. Lost Boys. Uh, yeah, go with Lost one. Boys. Lost Boys is like got to be in top. We got, we got Alex in the back. Lost Boys. Uh, Fright Night. Mm, Fright Night's really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever saw that one. Uh, what was the one with um, it was HBO that it was kind of graphic a little bit? Oh, yeah. My wife watched the hell out of that. With True that Blood. Chick from X-Men. Yeah, True Blood. True yep. Blood. Oh, it was I really good. Those are those are series though, right? Those yeah, ones. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We talking about movies or series? Yeah, it's all the same. It was like a one big like twenty million year movie. <laughs> it was so long. Right. All right. We, we we can move on. We'll, we'll get back to talking about steak. So let's get into the top ten steak facts that you did not know. Mm. And this come from the I think it's you top ten. I'm gonna fail you right don't now know and figure out what, what the name of the damn website is that I got this <laughs> shit off of. I'll find it and uh, John will post it in the um, the bio to give them a little credit. Okay, so top ten steak facts. Y'all guys want to hear one? Yes. Mm. Start mm-hmm. with number ten. We're starting from the bottom, <laughs> and now we're at the top. <laughs> the most steak eaten record. Oh. Like ounces? It does say ounces, so. Has to be an Amarillo. Yes. I'm gonna I go 
Is it over 96 ounces? It's over 96 sixer ounces. <laughs> so you went to from Amarillo, they went somewhere else in the other state. It's got to be yeah. in Texas. Yeah, it's in Texas. Yeah, it's got to be. What's that place called? Big, I'm going to go uh, 120. 120. 120 ounces. I think it's on the paper. It doesn't. It does not reference the. Hey, the, listen. Just, just go with this. I'm, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> just go with it, this. It, it does not reference the steakhouse or where it was taken at. So, the, the record for most steak eaten in one sitting is three seventy-two ounce steaks. Holy, was a chick, right? Wow, a lady. It was over a girl. fifteen pounds. It was a girl. It was a girl. Yeah, it was. Was it that restaurant? I don't remember in Amarillo. It, it was that. I can't remember them talking about it. <laughs> This seems insane, but is no joke as competitive eater Molly Schuler, Schuliner, Schuliner, whatever her name is, Bueller. earned five grand for smashing the 15 pound challenge. She immediately died after consuming that meat. <laughs> I don't think this will ever be broken again. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't either. know how you could consume 15 pounds of steak. Jesus, that didn't sound good at all. I don't think my like innards could even contain that much. <laughs> we I, couldn't do that as a team. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> This is my, one of my favorite movies is The Great Outdoors, where it has John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. where I guess Dan Aykroyd talks John Candy into taking the, the 96er challenge to where he has to eat a 96-ounce USDA prime steak, <laughs> and the whole family gets to eat for free. <laughs> and so they bring this massive steak out and then plops it onto his table and it comes on this big wooden plank and he's just he just starts going to town like little tiny bites and just like next thing you know he gets like halfway through yeah, it do you remember the first bite he took he cuts it so small it's like it's barely it's actually smaller than the fork itself right the little first bite he takes he he's goes just taking a little dainty he takes the bite and he goes just like mm, this and is he just like good. keeps <laughs> chewing that's easy and then the second bite flash forward to the end He's yeah. dying. Yeah, he yeah. sweats coming. He just per- profusely sweating. Yeah. Meat sweats. Meat sweats. So he, he's taking like, there's one last bite that he's sitting there just on his fork and his hands just trembling, trying to get it into his <laughs> mouth. Finally, he gets it and, you know, Dan Aykroyd sit behind him just like elated, just like turns to you the chef. It. And he's like, uh, there he did it or however he said it. And then all of a sudden he's like, nope. He ain't done. He ain't done. And, and, and then he's like, there's only... There's only fat and gristle left. That's it. <laughs> and he looks down, and John Kennedy's like, he's shaking his head like, I can't do this. And Dan Aykroyd's like, if he does this, throw him some hats and T-shirts. Well, no, he was like, <laughs> if I can get him to get down a dessert, can you throw in some Paul Bunyan hats? Right, right. <laughs> and then it cuts away. But, right. yeah, love that shit. Well, when you see them walk out, they're all wearing the hats, though. Yes. <laughs> so, honestly, he did it. All right, guys, so we're still on the main topics, and uh, what was the, this is the top 10 of what, James? Top 10, steak facts that you did not know, number nine, Al. All right, so number nine, so they're saying this is the best cut. So they're saying, of course, the best cut for you is dependent on your preference, but what if you're not sure what you or someone else would like? Basically, if you, if you know, if you're cooking for multiple people, right? So, um there's a few that will fit everyone. For starters, there's the most expensive cut, which they're saying is the filet mignon. Mm-hmm. Okay. The steak is less taste, but is extremely tender and perfect for those who don't like chewing much. There's mm-hmm. also a very low fat content, you know, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the uh, strip steak, which is a lot less tender, but has a primary beef taste and is less expensive. Then you get to 
the uh, the ribeye. Mm. That's the fave ribeye. That's between the two of that and the strip steak is, you know, they're both tender and tasty. So what they're saying is number nine, the best cut, basically get the filet mignon, uh, the strip steak, and the ribeye, which to obviously to so us ribeye. Ribeye obviously it's more flavor. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to the yeah. steakhouse, and I'm not buying it myself and cooking a New York strip, knowing that it's not going to be that much flavor as a ribeye. Just right. not doing it. Yeah. And spin the dough, and knowing the dough. that you're not getting what you want. Correct. Hmm. And that maybe if it's a like a, a wagyu New York strip that's uh, been dry aged or wet aged, and that's super delicious. I mean, yes, okay, I'll spend the money for that, but I'm not doing that at home. So I'm just going to pick up a ribeye and be done with it. Number eight no on argument. the list. Let's go. Let's roll it. This is like the 90 second beer review. We only have 90 seconds. Let's go, guys. <laughs> just kidding. Right. Nutrients, John. This is John's favorite. Yes. Nutrients. All right, I'll get into this. Uh, steak has a lot of great nutrients to offer your body. Uh, if it's used as part of a healthy diet and lifestyle, packed full of protein and iron, which is great for pregnant women. Also, anybody looking to increase their muscle mass. I, I feel like you're reading this. Do you actually know this material or are you just reading something, John? I know this. No. I know just, that I'm reading this. Like steak is good for you, right? When he t- that's what I'm saying. It's very good for you. High in protein. That's all you got to say. Steak's good for you. Just eat your steak. If you eat it. Uh, you know, if you ration, you don't want to eat fucking yeah. ninety-six ounce Stay steak. Stay from potatoes. And expect to be eat healthy. Your steak, you'll live to be ninety-five. What do you say? Like high in iron? Yeah, high in protein. High, high in iron. protein. Yeah, perfect. Hey, next time if you ask me to read it, just let me read it. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's let's jump to seven. Seven is what, James? The amount of steak eaten per year. All right. Yes, it's an exorbitant amount of steak eaten per year. Who produces the most beef per capita in the, in the whole world? USA, USA. USA, Texas. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's USA. Uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. But we're okay. the only okay, the fourth USA. for consumers? It says U.S. is well known for its mm. love of beef, and this is proceeded further when you see how much, is, how much they eat. It is estimated that each American consumes about 50 pounds of beef a year on average. Despite this... The number is just the fourth highest in the world uh, as Brazil, Uruguay, Argentina have a much lower population than a staggering 300 million than the U.S. Does that count? Well, raw brisket. Because no. I would, I would be up there. No raw no. brisket. Because I eat a lot of beef. But it's ironically, I've actually stopped eating so much here lately, probably the last five years, to where I, I'm actually doing... Uh, red meat, maybe once or twice a week. The rest of it was chicken or fish. Yeah, I know more than twice I'm a day. To be a hundred. Red meat. Okay, the next one is the is the temperature doneness. We can skip this because we're probably going to go over this in the next couple of weeks when yeah. we get into actually cooking steaks and the temperatures that you want to cook a steak to to be a cer- certain Pacific Pacific. Pacific. Like the ocean, baby. Exactly. Uh, uh, and then the uh, the number five, they, I think they, I feel like they just kind of stretch this list out just to make it 10. Yeah, I think so. So number five is which method of cooking is most popular. We'll get into this as we, we, we discuss the, the cooking methods. Yeah, I think a lot of these maybe you just, just ask the questions and say, hey, we'll get into all these questions, basically, or some of them. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, the most expensive steak. 
Any guesses? A5 Wagyu. Uh, I would say an A5 Kobe Strip, probably. A5 Kobe Strip. Ding, that ding, 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 ding. Guess. There it is. Age yes. it. These are these steaks that you see that look like solid white. Yeah. yeah. You're not eating a whole With steak. little red. specks of red in it. Yeah. So this is... I, mean, I don't it, think you want to eat a bunch of it, though. No, you'd be sick. I, yeah. Well, this stuff, these steaks, like a, a, I don't know, like four or five ounce, six ounce steak, or however they, they sell them, we're talking about like maybe $700 for a steak. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. And so yeah. you cut them in thin, thin strips, and then each person gets a, a bite. A little sliver. Yeah. It's like a $40 sliver. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you make dough. Number three, which country has the best steak? It's saying Australia has the best steak. And it's some kind of crossbreed Black Angus Wagyu type deal? Yes. Okay. I feel like they could I, I, I don't know. I, so when we had Jess on, she spoke about this, and mm-hmm. she said that Australian beef tastes different than it does in America. Correct. Mm-hmm. And one thing she, that she alluded to was that we are mass producing a, a bunch of beef, right, cattle, whatever else, to feed everyone. And the population for... Australia is, of course, a lot smaller, so they don't have to produce a bunch, and then right. their their cows or their or their 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 breeds aren't being strained as much, which means yeah. that it tastes better, higher quality, higher quality. Yes. And I'm like, listen, I, I had some Canadian beef brisket; it was tasty. Like I feel like maybe we're messing this up or something. I don't. I, I'm not sure. So I read uh, probably a long time ago that, I mean, well, probably one of the articles or one of the podcasts that we put out there um, previously talked about Wagyu. And I think we we're talking about their brisket, probably all mm-hmm. of you that we're doing. The the crossbreed from Wagyu to the the Black Angus and Angus, yep. the breeds that we have here in the United States, is totally different than probably the what you can get at Australia and the, what you can get in, say, Kobe, Japan. That's right. Right. These breeds were specifically designed to be, I guess, they were designed to fit the American palate because they felt like that Americans did not like the high fat, the richness of mm. the Kobe. Okay. So they cut it hmm. to what we are seeing now with the, the Wagyu briskets that we get and the steaks and the stuff that you can go to Costco and all that good stuff. So that, that's what we're tasting now. I actually didn't know that. I, I feel I, like I've never had an A5 Wagyu before, so I can't tell you. If it was cooked, like, dude, I like bacon. I know how much fat that has in it. Uh, <laughs> if if the thing was cooked properly, I'm pretty sure I'm eating the shit out of that. What does it cost to get an A5? <laughs> Just saying. Does anybody know? Actually, they could be pretty expensive. I know some of those ones that sit on there like $700 for a steak. Like 700 Crazy. bucks for a steak. <laughs> And that's just for the raw steak. It doesn't got to get cooked. <laughs> well, I, I'll do it. It's another 400 oh, to cook it. God. I'll do it like this because when they cook these steaks, these A5 Kobe steaks, they basically have like little little fire and they go. No, I've seen right, no, right. I've seen them cook it. They, oh, I would love it, it. It's cooked longer than what you think it is. It, very, uh, it browns out the browns up the outside very yeah, very so. That's right. But they're cut so ribbon thin. Yep. Yeah, they you can't afford it. You can't, you can't, so I'm you can't afford in. a 16 ounce steak from no. that thing. I'm 1200 in for a little thin piece of steak. Yeah, Alvin's going to the I grocery store. Or he's going to the supermarket. I and can't wait. He's going to try to find somebody that sells an A5 Wagyu. And he's like, just cut me off a sliver. <laughs> Number two on the list. 
best steak restaurant? Uh, is okay. it IHOP? It is not IHOP, <laughs> and it's not in the United States. Western Sizzler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sizzler. The Sizzler. The Sizzler. <laughs> Love that. So this one, the best steak restaurant is widely regarded to be Don Julio's in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Really? That was my second hmm. guess. Yeah. According to critics, chefs, and just uh, local no and way. people traveling in there. Yes. No way. It, Dude, the best steaks ever had, the ones I made. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Or the ones I've had over here grilling on charcoal and whatever else. You're not telling me I go to Argentina and then I have the best steak I've ever had in my life. Buenos Aires. That's what we're telling you. Buenos Aires. Okay, well, you know what? I'm booking a trip. I'm going to go there. I'm going to video it. I'm going to come back and go, it's all right. Just well, kidding. While we're just talking joking. about that, what is the best steak you guys have ever had? Because for me, it's when I went to well, at a restaurant in Houston. Or, it, it just, just ever, ever. Yeah, Whether okay. you made it, you got it somewhere. What was yours? Fleming's in Houston. Hmm. Very, very, like, I don't know. For me, it's a very, very ritzy place. But uh, we had a bone-in flame in you on there. Man, that that was a pretty. That's probably the best steak I ever had in my life. Hmm. I make good steak, but that was like. I, it's probably just because I'm not buying that level of quality that they're buying at that restaurant. It was super tasty. Yeah, me personally, my favorite steak, Killens. I mean, mine as well. Killens. Yeah. Killens. Yeah. Outside of what I cook, Killens. This <laughs> is. And I had. Here, try this steak out. I thought Killens when, so when I had, they I had some good shit at Killens. I yeah. thought when they were at their 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 original OG location peak. Their peak. That was the best. Hmm. Their new restaurant, it's good. It's really good. I don't think it will ever be as good as what it yeah, was. That place was awesome. Little yeah. hole in the wall. Correct. We used to go to this place in Lubbock, um, and like, so if you went to Brian's, I believe it was called Brian's or Billy's. I don't. I mean, I was, it's, it's Brian's, Brian's Steakhouse. Brian's in Lubbock. Yeah. With the big ass uh, cow out there, I think it's right. I think it's a, right. think yeah, it's a big huge chain that went everywhere. So we used to, always, I used to always get a Southern Bell. I don't even know what that kind of cut is, but that's what my mom always ordered me: Southern Bell, medium rare. Boom. That's how I was introduced to steak. I loved it ever since. Well, good for your mom to tell you, <laughs> medium rare, <laughs> me, yeah. medium rare. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, correct yeah. way to order your I'm steak. not raising some chump ass kid eating some some well done steak. I tell you that. <laughs> But yeah, just going there was it was it was it wasn't an everyday deal. Dude. It was like maybe once a year. I was like, oh, we're going over here. Boom. Yeah. Like family's going out. We're getting good steaks. I think um, there is it, a where uh, is this, Lubbock. It was in you Lubbock. Said, yeah. So I think Amarillo. Amarillo has a famous steakhouse there. They're the uh, one that has the seventy-two ounce steak challenge. But for for a ribeye, no, is it there? No, I'm sorry, it's not there. It's San Angelo. I apologize. San Angelo is a famous steakhouse. You go there, uh, and they're really, 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 really well known for their ribeyes, and it'll just blow your top off. So it's to piggyback really off of the Brian Steakhouse, uh, if you guys at home or uh, and or well, obviously you're in your vehicle or working out or whatever, but whenever you get near a computer, Google Brian Steakhouse incident. You will be not. You will not be disappointed. It's super <laughs> hilarious. Uh, it has some to do with beef pasta and um, maybe crap in your pants. I'm just oh. saying, check it out. That sounds awful. Was that before or after I ate there? I don't know. Damn it. Okay, so uh, really quick, 
before we, we move along. So our modern steakhouses have two direct ancestors. So one of them being the beef steak banquet okay. and the chop house. Oh. Have you guys heard these terminology before? Chop house, yeah. But yeah, yeah, chop house, yes. John was talking about chop house a minute ago. Uh, but I'll go into the, the beef steak banquet. Okay, so these were held primarily for men-only political affairs as candidates, fundraisers to celebrate for recent victories. Hmm. So they would they would hold these um, fundraisers. They would cook sliced. They would cook beef tenderloin sliced. They would serve it on top of a piece of white bread. What? <laughs> And then okay. you would you would you would take this white bread and your beer, yeah. and you would go back to your table, and you would eat your steak, but you would not eat the bread. So you the would, bread's a plate. You would put the plate down with the piece of bread. What? And then you would go get another slice of steak, along with another piece of bread. So the bread started counting up. It started stacking up. So it was almost kind of like. This is how much steak I've had. Competition. Competition. <laughs> this is how much steak I've had. This is how much beer I've had. Correct. Yeah. Hey, I'm not eating bread. I'm filling up on juicy just <laughs> steak. Yeah, that's awesome. I think we need to bring that back. Can we bring <laughs> yes. that tradition back? <laughs> Let's do it. That seems like a waste of a lot of bread, probably. So then what happens with the bread afterwards? We throw it to the cows. So just gone, gone they, then they eat their own steak uh, soaked <laughs> bread and then they become more enriched and they produce better steaks it's crazy Lord. it's a circle of life that's right jane doesn't know it's how this works at all yeah see him with cattle i'm gonna marinate my cow yeah from the inside <laughs> out yeah done i'm feeding my cow cow yeah. well, you, i mean you know where you get chocolate milk from right yeah. from chocolate brown right? cows that's the brown cows yeah Jesus. right there are people who actually believe that. <laughs> All right, chop houses, John. Okay, so chop houses. That I thought this was pretty interesting. They started in London in the 1690s, but the part that I found interesting was that no women were allowed until the 1920s. Hmm. So that was basically just like bunch of dudes. hey man. <laughs> no, we we can all agree that women had it pretty rough. Like. Uh, Early 1900s. I mean, it, yes. Hey, they've they, we've done a lot. To, I say we, like me personally, I've done a lot to help the women movement cause mm, or whatever. Great job, James. But yes, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. But uh, yeah, God, I watched a uh, video or uh, it was some type of skit or something where this this dude time traveled back into early 1900s or even further back before that. Like, I just want to be a part of history. And then you go back there and you're like. Geez, that sucked. That was horrible. It was just dirty everywhere. Everyone's dying. Everybody's from polio. dying. I was like, I, I don't want any part of that. That's dumb. Number one, the last steak fact that you did not know. Actually, I think we probably bust this down to like maybe eight facts because we maybe like three a couple, facts. Three and then facts. Like other, everything yeah, else is just stuff. like hey. Exactly. So this is the biggest steak. So the steak is, uh, um, this steak is surely impossible to eat. It's a challenge that requires you to eat the sides as well. It's almost like uh, the 96er we were talking about earlier. So uh, you have to eat it all in under an hour. And you get the entire 
110, I guess that's pound. Is a pound is the, the L, backwards L looking thing. Yeah, that's pounds, I think. That's pounds. So you get the the entire 110 pound meal free. So it's in the UK. It's in the UK. How much is 110 pounds in the UK? Pounds. It doesn't sound Currency. lucrative, though. It's a little more than $110. Yeah. We'll, we'll do the math, then we'll, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get back. Yeah, like, we'll we'll get a dollar back. to pound. It's like uh, 115 one, 117 or something. So you make 115 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it goes further into this article, in which gets a little scurry because uh, it says the pub offers 80 pounds steaks, which I'm assuming they're $80 steaks, which can be increased up to 120 pounds. Again, I don't think anybody's eating 120 pounds of steak. I mean, it's actually spelled out as pounds and yeah, not the. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just the. It's correct. a currency. Like pounds yeah. sterling. It's right. a currency. He's like, yes, you read that right. No one has completed this challenge oh. and that probably nobody will ever. Yeah, it says that's a 150 ounce steak. That's so crazy. The pounds is like sterling, uh, right? Uh, pounds sterling is what they're talking about as far as currency. Yeah. Dude, don't, don't get to. Look. I just jump into Google and go, hey. <laughs> well, yeah. that that girl did more than that. She said you did three seventy-two ounce steaks, so she did one and a half of those. So Alex just stepped in and said a one hundred thirteen dollars is worth. Uh, I'm sorry, pounds is worth one hundred forty-two pounds dollars. Dollars U.S. dollars. One hundred thirty-two pounds. Pounds is worth one hundred thirteen pounds is one hundred forty-two dollars. Yeah. 113 pounds is $142.26. I just said that. So what's mm-hmm. sterling? Same name, but different. Second time. <laughs> Say second time. I always hear pounds sterling. What's sterling? That's a, that's a different, different currency, I think. I think it's the same. Nope. Huh? Anyways, we're Americans. We don't know. <laughs> Anywho, so that's the top ten We don't read and we don't, we don't <laughs> yeah. educate. Obviously, you're not so. tuning in to learn Anyways, about I get, yeah. I get my pesos over here. Check out our other <laughs> podcast where we discuss so. nothing but different <laughs> hey, currencies. Trading. Podcast um, for accounting. Wh- hey, what's a bull market? What's a bear market? Hey, right. listen. Catch us on Saturdays. Rupees and ruples <laughs> and all that good stuff. <laughs> I still write checks. Uh, I still write checks. So... That's the end of the top ten of steak facts that you did not know. I know it was kind of weak or whatever, but we'll do better next time. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the the ninety second beer review. Hey guys, y'all guys do steak tune, steak tune, steak tune, steak tune, steak steak tune, steak tune. Yeah, next week we'll we'll get a little bit further into the actual. Um, what would you say? Cooking the biology yeah. of steak and biology, oh. yeah, okay. and then the yeah. starting the cooking process and the different, I guess, seasonings and rubs and chemical reactions and all that good stuff. Chemical fails. Boom. So, what it. did you say we were about to get into? Ninety second beer review. What are we working with, James? So we're working with the Martin House Brewing Company. So this is nothing new to us. We've had several of their beers on here. I'm really liking this. They do a lot of good stuff. So this is the Brock. Nope. Box slide. Box slider. Box slider. Toadies. Texas Bach. Box slider. Toadies. Texas Bach. Yep. Cool looking can. What's the significance of Toadies? I don't know. I don't know what a toady is. Obviously, John's not a fan of toads. 
So uh, <laughs> I think the five point six percent alcohol by volume. Um, I, I don't know what the significance of the toads are, or the toadies on this. Well, the toadies, maybe a possum kingdom. Um, are, they, are they from Texas? Yeah, they, they yeah no, it's definitely a Texas beer, yeah. right? Yep. So what, what does it have to do with the, the guy? horn toads? Make up your mind. It's got to be the toadies. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. right. You yeah. know? He's holding a clover in his mouth. I don't know. Putting another clover next to the cross. I don't know. I like the can, here. though. I, I like the black on the cream. You know what I mean? I yeah. love that. I think you're right about it being the band because it says on there, music and beer made in Texas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. There you go. Good job, Alan. Does it say uh, Possum Kingdom on there? Anyway? It does not I say Possum does. Kingdom, but mm-hmm. it, it does smell but good. It, yeah. yeah. It's a cool looking can. Super cool. It, it is. It, it Very is. cool. And I like how it's not 50-50, right? The black just kind of comes down. The the, the 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 cream is right. Would you, you say know, 60 the bottom of it? Or it's not fifty fifty, you know what I mean? It's a little more of a balance to it. Sixty five. Yeah. yeah. It's more than sixty five. I'm gonna go ahead and taste it? it now. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the can, guys. I don't know. It smells fantastic. Mm. That is really good. That is good. <laughs> it's really good. It's smooth. You don't like it, John. I do like it. It's rich. It's smooth. But it's not that it's rich. It's it's very it's it's not it's light on the palate. Yeah, I think it's rich. This is probably it's better than Ziegenbach. A little bit of coffee in there. I think it tastes almost like the one we just had today. Yeah, it doesn't have the same little tingle. Well, yeah, yeah, but I, I didn't have that though. Neither I didn't have the the spice you guys were talking about. The maltiness to this is really good. Yeah, it's not over the but top. But it doesn't though. have some crazy IBU. It's just, it's just very smooth. I agree. Let's get, let's go with some scores. Let's yeah, get let's it. Let's go, John. What do you got? Ninety seconds. Ooh, I'm first. Okay, I'm gonna say this is a seven point one. So your score is less than the other one. With the with the the the, the chili porter. Chili I really like that one. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I could probably drink more okay. of these, but. I really like that one. Yeah, good for you, man. James, drum roll, please. Yep. We're gonna go with a solid eight point five. Wow. There you go, James. Nice. James, I love this. My man over here. This dude knows what he's talking about. Because you're you're reading my mind right now. I as well am going eight point five. This is a great beer. Hey, good for you. Well, I can good tell, for you. I can tell everybody likes this more than I do. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the back end taste I'm getting. Can we, what that can we is. block him out? How, yeah, how do you I'll cut that? all this. Yeah. Don't yeah, worry about cut it. Cut him out. And then I'm going to give this. Might as well worry about both of us. <laughs> yeah, Let me ask Alden you. Alden might be in my, my page. Before you score, do you like box in general? I do like box okay, in general, right. yeah. We'll take one more drink then. Hold on, one more. Just one more drink. I'll go before Matt. I'm going to basically give this same uh, score I gave the other one. I'm still around 6 2. That's I a good like score. It. Yeah. It's not bad. It's a good score. It's, I, it, I like it though. I was thinking 6 1, Alden. I was right yeah. there with you. 6 1 for Matt? 6 1. Right. Should we let the. Uh, We're all on the same page. Peanut right? Gallery? Yeah, we had a couple in the, uh, in the gallery here that tasted it. <laughs> Alex, yeah, what do you think? I mean, it, it's decent. It's not bad. I give it a 6 West 3. It tastes like a watered down Ziegenbach to me. Mm. Huh. Didn't have the and same. And if I wanted to have a Ziegenbach, I would want the full flavor, not okay. a watered down version. It doesn't have the little spice that Ziegenbach has for sure. Now has that hard iced tea you've been drinking before that right. affected your score at all? But 
Possibly, possibly. <laughs> but I'm washing that away with the Montucky, which is go. one of the greatest beers. No, ever. to me, to me, it's I, I wouldn't say it's watered down, but it's got like this back end unfiltered flavor to it or something like that. So I'm not a big fan of that. I'm still I'm still looking at the can. So you remember in the Tony songs, like so help me Jesus. So obviously you can see the guy's looking at the the cross. Yeah, it looks like a grave site to me. Yeah. Okay. So I still think it's a play off of the Tory song, and maybe. Maybe I'm way out of there. No, it obviously is. Yeah, yeah no, and, it is. And he's like, so help me, Jesus. Like, he's, yeah. I love the can. The can, to me, is a 10. <laughs> what do you think, Wes? As the most impartial observer here, <laughs> I give this beer an 8.5. Wow. There you go. Nice. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Wes. <laughs> So you either love it, Wesley. That's a great like score. <laughs> I think that concluded the uh, ninety-second beer review. <laughs> I just want to give a round of applause for mm. James not giving something a point oh score rookie yeah. score. Hey, thank you, man. I'm like, seriously, I'm you learning. can't pull them together. You can't be that much. Guy, of so. <laughs> I started the rookie score. No, I sucks. know you did. Yeah. And now I've gotten away from it. Now he's going you into developed, it. Yeah. It's weird. I tried to teach you not. To and I'm not. I'm going to be honest with hey. you guys. It's the constant. Um, ridicule and bullying that I get from you guys. You seek those things? Um, I'm just really good with solid numbers. So it is what it is. I used to say it's not a Richter scale. It is not a Richter scale. You're either a five or a six. There's no in between. But we've we've came a long way. We have come a long way. Definitely has. So let's slide into the barbecue wins, barbecue fails. Boom. I got a win. I'm excited about this win. My right. mom, is it a personal win? It, well, it's not for me. It's from my mom. My mom called yeah. me. That's pretty personal. She texted me. She FaceTimed me. Wow. Like, I saw pictures. Multiple times. Yeah, I did yeah, send some pictures. Yeah, we have pictures. seen the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, she let's did a brisket. Let's hear what she want to say. Yeah, she did a brisket. It looked phenomenal. First of all, what is your mom's name? Diane. Diane. Mm-hmm. She In California? It. She did it on her trigger. Yep. What's her middle name? California. Nanya? What's her middle name? None of your damn business. Damn, Di- what's, what's a letter stay, start with? F. <laughs> Diane F. U. <laughs> Diane F. U. That's so weird. Diane F. U. Um, I want you to know that this was a great looking brisket. John shared pictures. Uh, and we loved it. I, I, actually, we, we want to see more pictures. Oh, yeah. She gave us the shout out on, yeah. uh, online and everything. It, was, uh, it looked good. It did look good. I, I thought like, it looked better than damn. what Jan thought, so... I just want to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looked better Spoke than Jan flexing over there with that crazy looking brisket. Oh, Mandy, Mandy <laughs> lost her shit. Passion Party Mandy lost her shit the other day when she saw that picture. Yeah. Because she was here. She was present for that. She sees the picture. She's like, oh, is that the one? Is that the one? Yeah. Uh, John goes, why don't you flex? <laughs> it was so awkward. I was just like, just take the picture. <laughs> well, you guys don't know what we're talking about. Check out any of our social media, yeah. I posted every picture of Jan holding a brisket point, I think. Which, by the way, it looked really good. The brisket did. Oh, it yes. did. And the guns, too. I don't know about your arm, man. Boom. You should have flexed. Yeah. yeah. He hey. was flexing. No, I <laughs> did not. Flexing. I did I not I think he flex. was flexing. I did not. About to pop I, a vein. But I, I wanted to. Shout out to John for his uh, Photoshop <laughs> skills, making those muscles look a little bit bigger. Right, and then can you can you like make can you flex them next time or something? Can you? I did pump this up or something. I did my best. I thought you were doing Photoshop. What the heck? Hey, kudos to um, John mm. uh, and kudos 
to John's mom cranking out that Texas barbecue. I know John's well, given her a lot well, of. I think John's given her a lot of pointers. He's he's learned a lot of stuff, and I think he's 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 uh, shared that <laughs> with his mom. And I think his mom just taking it off, and she's just knocking it out of the park. Like, so I mean, so like, she before long, cooks it exactly she's like, like you. Yeah. No, John, you don't do that. This is how you do this. It's Texas style. Let me show you. <laughs> Every time I go out there, I cook with her and I give her a couple more tips, a yeah. couple more so things. Next time you go out there, here, little rubs there. Yeah. Next time you go out there, she, she's going to have some like thirty foot pit out there, right? <laughs> just like just cranking out crazy barbecue. She's like, no, it's it's how I get down. Wait, say uh, Diane. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, I can F-U. I, I can envision it's Diane F U. Yeah. Yeah. I can envision her just having the neighbors. Are they friendly with the neighbors? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Well, I can just imagine bringing the neighbors over. Hey, we're having a barbecue, you know, and unveil this brisket. Yeah. Yeah, they're thinking no, hot dogs, hamburgers. Then it's just bam. salt. It's just salt and pepper. <laughs> just, By the way, we have tri-tip on the grill. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just salt and pepper. Boom. Done. Knock your yeah. socks off. Done. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Good job, mom. <laughs> Great job, mom. Yeah. All right. So let's go into my barbecue fail. Worst sauce I ever had in my life. So the. <laughs> These guys, okay, so I busted out my, my sauce, so I let all these guys try it. Again, we're still in the test phase. We're in the we're in the kitchen. We're still we're testing these sauces out. So yeah. hey, you guys have all tasted it. Let me know what you think. Sure, <laughs> I I'm not sure I should go first. Go first, but let me go first. Let's go. You only uh, got you only got ten seconds. You know what? I I do like the sauce. It to me, I I do agree with maybe some of the. Uh, the gallery that we have, it's kind of a Cajun, Cajun seasoning sauce or something. I, like I could see this going well with really anything, um, crawfish, or something. I don't, there's something there. There's there's a zing. So you know I made, what I mean? I made a, a little I made bit a of crawfish zing sauce. <laughs> maybe maybe so. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I thought it was really well. Uh, great job. Great. Great job on your crawfish sauce. I'll go ahead and go next. Uh, All of you are crazy. None of you are correct. There's nothing Cajun about that at all. Mm. It's uh, Worcestershire A1 tasting mixed Mm. with a little barbecue sauce. And the first thing I thought is I want to try that on like a brisket sandwich or like a burger or something like that. Put that that sauce on it. I'm right there with Matt. I'm picking up a lot of steak sauce flavor and it would be awesome on a brisket sandwich or a steak sandwich. Mm. Okay. How do you get that? You skipped me. That was that was. Sorry. That oh, was we're not going to order. Hey, we're not going to order. <laughs> Let me see what you I'll want. edit you in. How's that? Damn it! Yes. Oh. Hey, Alvin, what do you think about that sauce? Uh, I fucking hate it. <laughs> that shit is it's it's phenomenal. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh, oh okay. not phenomenal. Shit sucks. No, actually, I like it. I do like it um, <laughs> a lot. Well, apparently, it's not the barbecue sauce that I was going for. Now I got like it's a, a steak sauce. <laughs> I well, on, uh, no. I, it, probably it, what happens when you put A1 in it. It would sure. taste good on, <laughs> on yeah. some Whataburger french fries. Oh, yeah. So I will dial it back. I'll, I'll go back to the, the lab and I'll start tweaking. And hey, 2.0 coming out next. <laughs> My barbecue fail was trying to bring these bottles of barbecue sauce no, out not to you these guys. bottles. It's only four bottles. Oh, no, there's four, only three bottles. Four three six ounce. Think, think this, four six ounce bottles. That's it. Just Correct. four. There was four. But I was only able to transport three bottles out here. Yeah. Because I ended up dropping one of the bottles in my kitchen. 
shattering everywhere, shards of glass, and just A1 steak sauce, burger, <laughs> sandwich sauce, just Cajun. goes Cajun crawfish sauce just went everywhere on the kitchen. You, so, know, what's, you know what's so that's funny That's why we right kind now? of started a little late recording because I was inside nope, like no, you, sweeping You know what's so funny mopping. is right now James dropped all that. He hasn't touched anything. His kids and his wife all have broken glass in their feet walking into the kitchen because they have no idea what James You're such done. an idiot. <laughs> no, I cleaned that stuff up. Uh, he did. He did clean it up. I will forget and I'll roll in there like maybe two, three o'clock in the morning to get a glass of water and like shards of glass on my feet no thank you <laughs> so that was my little barbecue fail. look this goes back to the me trying to carry two briskets at one time <laughs> mm-hmm. what did we learn nothing covered <laughs> in i felt like i can just cradle four tiny bottles of barbecue sauce along with uh, i had my beer and mm. obviously one could not make it and it at fell. least you didn't drop the beer i did not drop the beer we save that soldier for sure. So let's slide right into. We're going to transition really quickly. We're going to get into the Sofa King barbecue seasonings. That yes. Sofa King. Sofa. Sofa King. Sofa. King. Awesome. Don't Sofa say it too King. fast. Yeah. Don't say to it too it. fast. We have to bleep it. <laughs> yeah. Then we've got. So to, I don't know which came first, but I I know I remember a SNL skit. The Sofa King. Mm-hmm. The Mattress King, Sofa King, <laughs> and I think uh, the Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, whatever his name is, was in it, along with a couple other people, and they did the whole, Sofa King, this is a Mattress King, this is Sofa King. So I remember the <laughs> other one where it was um, uh, Jimmy Fallon, where he wanted to be... The best of cook a sucker there ever was. <laughs> what? But they were soaking corks. Cork suckers. <laughs> we're we're soaking corks. And but they're Italian, so like one day I just want to be the best a uh, cook a sucker there ever was. <laughs> it was the best SNL thing. Yeah, yeah, it was good. That uh, that that's sorry, John. You mom. know what? Sofa sorry, King. <laughs> Sofa King should have this one. They should also have the cork soakers as well. <laughs> Cork soaker barbecue sauce. Yeah. Oh, Trademark uh, grabbing the brisket. Thank you. Right. So let's get into it. Yeah, they so, sent us five different rubs. And we all kind of passed them around a little bit. So give them the lineup, John. Uh, I don't have them all here in front of me. Shit. I thought I'm. So we had the, the OG, the original. Mm-hmm. Yep. You mm-hmm. had the, the I guess, the Southwestern uh, kind Mexican, of like Mexican style yeah. blend. So, so I, I actually had that one. And they also had the twisted. Uh, the twisted Kansas Texas City or Texas rub yep. or whatever it was. So I had that one as well. Yeah, the smoke. Yep. Seasoned salt. Smoke seasoning salt, and then there was the. I had the hot and bothered, which is kind of like a little spicier rub, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and okay. the smoke seasoning salt. Okay. okay. Uh, very uh, right off the bat, very interesting lineup of rubs. You know what I mean? Obviously, this is not like a Texas-born like seasoning company. In fact, I think they say it's uh, Kentucky. Is that right? Is, or is Kansas, that City. Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City. So, um, obviously, Texas taught Kansas City area how to barbecue. Yeah, how to barbecue. Yes. We, we, uh-huh. hey. we spoke about this earlier in Can, our earlier episodes of our podcast. So, congratulations. Go ahead and check that out. Kansas so. City. <laughs> so, hey, thank you for sending us rubs. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to take a look and, and do a little taste test and try these things. 
I, I listen. I, I'm not trying to go first or anything else on this. I I had a tough time with these rubs, the two that I had, and I think uh, for me the, the twisted seasoning, uh, twisted was the twisted, uh, Kansas City twisted something. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. So I my I think my issue is it was so coarse granulated that I felt like I was going to put too much on. And you end up putting not enough? I'm not putting enough on. Mm-hmm. I should have really coated it, I think. So, um, so you it, weren't getting enough flavor it out of it? It just didn't come out the way I thought it was going to come out. Yeah. Did it have a good flavor or did it have flavor? Just not enough there. So, so, fla- so if you put it in your hands and try it, like you, you, you get the seasoning. You cook with it. You definitely get the seasonings there, but it's very diminished when you're not putting enough on. And to me, that was my biggest problem. I just didn't know how much How much do you put onto this? Like, like – Anytime you have a seasoning, you try it first. How salty is it? If it's too salty, you're like, all right, you dial it back. I think the coarseness of this seasoning really kind of killed me a little bit, trying to, like, how much do I put on this? Um, but it, it, it's got a good flavor. So, Does anything, though, if you think about it, does it come with any type of instructions? No. You know, or, you know, is, is there some people that try to be catchy with their names rather than their seasonings? No, I, I think it, it, had I read like on the season, like you cannot put too much of this on there, or please be, you know, please be liberal with this. Yeah, season. yes, right, right, right. At that, at that point, I'd probably been like, all right, I would have caked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't though. So I think for me, um, okay. it was kind of a miss, yeah. a little bit. Uh, and then I, I still want to do it again because I'm, I'm going to go back and. I, th- I think I know how to do this now with, with that type of seasoning. I, it, mm-hmm. I think it needs. Honestly, it needs the twisted, and then you need to balance that with something different mm-hmm. to really help that just come out, um, which we'll try okay. that and see how it goes. Yeah, hey, appreciate the uh, feedback. I mean, it sounds like maybe it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Probably just needed a little bit more, or maybe you needed a, another rub to kind of like um, go with it. To yeah, I, I'm not saying it was missing something, but it was almost like it was just there was something there that it was like okay, like for for our our, our food that we're cooking, and, and we did um, so, so we did chicken with one, uh, we did burgers with another one. Uh, the burgers taste, I, I really felt like it really could have had um, like on, on a on a long cook. I feel like it, you never would have got any of it, right? So I, right. I was thinking on a short cook. You're starting to get some, of the, and, and you did, but yeah, I, I just don't think that it translated that well for me. So next time I'm doing more, but I already, I already have an idea how I can balance this with something different, and then hopefully it's really good. Matt, what'd you think? Uh, you had a couple of the other rubs. Yeah, so I, I, I like the uh, hot and bothered rub. It's got a little paprika, sriracha, sugar, so it's kind of it's salt. So it's kind of like a little sweet, a little bit spicy. Got a so, little spice. Yeah, yeah, anything you want to get a little sweet and a little spicy on there, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I want to try this on maybe some like chicken or something like that next. Mm-hmm. I tried it on some salmon, and it came out pretty good. I used the same one. I used the Hot and Bothered, and I used the original. But did I, you, did I you combine cook it on chicken? Yeah, I did chicken. Yeah. I did some breasts. I did some legs. But I combined them on there, and it, it came out good. I thought it was mm-hmm. tasty. The original had, I, I mean, I caked it on there pretty good, though. Like, you know, Jan said he didn't use enough. But I, mine was pretty well caked on, so I had enough salt and all that <laughs> stuff. So it came out. Yeah. 
Great. So when at what point do you uh, realize you have enough or you don't have enough? After you've tasted it. When you bite it. <laughs> it's, all trial, it. it's all yeah. trial and error. you got to yeah. try yeah. it and then cook and try it again and cook and then just. And that goes anybody out there that's cooking or competition cooking or anything. It's all trial and error. So you do one thing, you're like, oh, okay, didn't quite fare well or didn't have enough flavor or whatever. Let me adjust. Yeah, but it, it goes by regions, though. It's right. not like we're, we're in Texas. Like it's a different, it's a different flavor right. barrier down here. I feel like for it, us, we've gotten to the point where almost any rub we get, we need to layer it with some other stuff. Right. I, I I'd almost agree, only because we're in the South Texas. We're not North Texas. Hey, we're not Dallas. Hell no, we ain't Dallas. We ain't we ain't Lubbock. <laughs> we're on Amarillo. So it's it's a little West, bit different. I, I feel like in the South, down where we're at, the competition's so fierce down here. There's so many different rubs we're putting out. Dude, like, come with your A game. Because it's not like going to Tennessee where your population is, like, let's just hypothetically say it's, I don't know, uh, let's say it's seven. seven million people total oh. in yeah. Tennessee. I have no idea. We have six million in Houston. I mean, just think about what we have in the whole state. Like we're putting right. it out there, uh, but yeah. So, to get to me, I, I I got to try out the original, and I guess it's the the born in Kansas City, uh, the old original rub from Sofa King Barbecue. Um, I feel like it's and this may be a term that I start utilizing moving forward with some of these rubs that we do as far as like trying to review them and stuff. I feel like this is probably not a standalone rub for me, meaning that you just can't just go right out of the bottle. It just, it depends on what you're looking for. I don't know. It's all, it's all subjective. I I just tried the original for the first time right now. I like that way better than the rubs I tasted for, for the two that I actually put on. So that's actually way better. Like I can see that fairing better on a piece of meat or a, or a just, steak. Just goes to show you that every person. Yeah, different there you go. The original for me, if I'd have had that, I'd have scored you really high right now. Yeah, no, d- certainly. Everybody's different. Everybody's palate is different. For me, I think it lacked a little bit of the salt. I think I needed just a little bit more of a pop of salt, garlic, maybe pepper. Like what? I got certainly a lot of the paprika, certainly a lot of the chili flavor from it. I just lacked a little bit of the salt, the garlic. So for if I was going and I'll utilize this rub again next time I cook, I will throw in a like a SPG rub and then throw this yep. on top of it. Uh, flavor's good. It's there. Yeah. I think, yeah, like I said, most of them need to be layered with something else. I add SBG to almost everything I cook with now. Yeah, I'm noticing that the number one ingredient in all these is paprika down here. Like, I think number one ingredient in all of our seasonings is salt. Salt. So that might be why we're expecting to get a little more salt in our seasonings. Yeah, That may be true. Hey, good stuff. We appreciate you sending it to us. Definitely. Y'all check it out. Guys at home, yeah, if you see it, check it out. Go go check out the web. Do they have a website or is there Facebook? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put it down in the description. SofaKingAwesomeBarbecue.com I think if there's one thing I could say to look at or to try, um, try a little bit of the uh, Solari. I'm sorry? 
The celery? <laughs> what? The celery. Uh, celery. I think on the original... He said celery. If you had just a little bite of celery in there, that would be really, really good. Boom. Sofa King, thank you so much. And if you get a chance, check them out. Sofa King, is it, is it sofaking.com or soap? Like, what is the website, John? I think you can get them on Facebook. Yeah, they're on Facebook. Facebook. I'll, right. I'll put a link down there. Check them out. Um, and then, you know, be a judge of yourselves, right? Don't take it for our word. Buy it. Check it out. Put it on your meat. Smoke it. Boom. Eat it. So fucking good. Yeah. So fucking good. All right, people. Hey, thank you for tuning along into this train wreck that we've been on for the last, like, uh, 45 minutes on our... Hey, but I'm... I'm joking so you got to listen a little bit about steakology 90 second beer review little we did a little product review with the sofa king mm-hmm. seasonings and then now um this is the horrible part of the podcast where we're ending it so but for most of you guys you'll just like go on to the next one and then hopefully you listen to all the other episodes so we appreciate that Hey, guys, we appreciate it. We love y'all. Thanks for tuning in, and um, we'll see you next time. Boom. See y'all. Just grab them in the brisket.